Hey guys, welcome to It's a Bit Text Life. I'm Megan and I'm your co-host along with Sheena with Not Another Vet Nurse. And we are here to bring you vet information and client information for your pet and also for all of the people in the wonderful veterinary medicine community. We are here to be your support system and we want nothing more than to be able to reach out and help you back. So if you're ready, let's get started on another episode. Let's do it. Hey guys, this is Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I wanted to take a quick second and tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. And trust me, I've tried several others, so believe me when I say it is the easiest. It's completely free. There's also creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. So it's great for busy people on the go like me. Anchor also distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. All right, guys. So with the holiday season coming up, we wanted to do a little more client education and talk to you guys about something that I'm sure at one point in our life we have all been guilty of, and that is feeding (laughs) your pets people food. I know I'm guilty of it. It's a constant battle at my house to get my son not to feed his brother. Oh. Yeah, he likes to feed Bubba, and it does not go over well sometimes. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people just think, oh, it's not going to hurt him. But we really wanted to take a minute with the holiday season coming up and talk about definite foods to avoid feeding your pet for their own personal health and your financial health. So, you know, <laughs> don't let Aunt Susie go feeding your dog some turkey from the table, okay? <laughs> Tell Aunt Susie if she wants to feed the dog, she's got to pay the bill. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> but, you know, like, one of the main things it mentions is chocolate, macadamia nuts, and avocados. Like, these foods may sound delicious to you, but... They're actually really dangerous for your fur baby. So veterinary partner, if you've been listening to us from the beginning, you know that's like my go-to. They have actually put together a handy list of the top toxic pet foods to avoid feeding your pet. So I'm going to go over that, but I'm going to start with giving the number to the Animal Poison Control Center that they provided. And if you think your pet has eaten something that is poisonous, please please, please call 888-426-4435. And they can definitely help you with anything going on. Is there um, is there a fee for that? It does not say. It's, okay, um, I'm just curious. It's the ASPCA Animal Poison Control Center. Okay. Okay. I just asked because I, I feel like there is one that does have a fee, so... I just wanted to see. Now that you have that number, we want to go ahead and dive into the list of toxic foods. And the first one might surprise you or it might not. I mean, I don't know your life. So here we go. Did you know that only 44% of dogs and 47% of cats in American homes come from animal shelters and rescue groups? 
The unique qualities of each and every shelter pet add up to an incredible bond between every shelter pet and parent. Hi guys, it's me, Megan, one of your hosts from It's a Vet Tech's Life. I want to take a minute from the show and continue talking to you about this charity for shelter pets. Because while every shelter pet is unique, some love a good game of fetch, others would rather snuggle together on the couch. But there's one thing they all have in common. They're all pure love. Right now, millions of pets in shelters and rescues across the country are waiting to be adopted. If you're thinking about getting a pet this holiday season, make sure to visit the shelterpetproject.org. This is brought to you by the Ad Council, Maddie's Fun, and the Humane Society of the United States. Thank you guys so much. Remember, adopt, don't shop. The first thing on here that is to be avoided is, and this may come as a surprise, but alcohol. I laugh because I have a thing at my work that says things to avoid during the holidays or to keep your pet safe or whatever. And everybody always reads it and they're like, alcohol, oh, that's obvious. And you would think it's obvious. But, but it's, it's not. not for some people. <laughs> oh, and I, I don't know about you, but my dog, Kimber, who's looking at me right now, she loves her own little glass of wine. Oh, I have to hide mine from the chihuahua. Yeah. I, I don't know what it is. This girl loves her some wine. I get that, just like her mom, but no. No good. <laughs> so mm-hmm. alcoholic beverages and food products containing alcohol can actually cause vomiting, diarrhea, decreased coordination, much like humans, central mm-hmm. nervous system, depression, difficulty breathing, tremors, abnormal blood acidity, comas, and even death. So under no circumstances really should your pet be given any alcohol. Now avocados, that's mainly a problem for birds, rabbits, donkeys, horses, and ruminants. So, you know, like sheep and goats and cows. But I've never heard of anybody giving their cow an avocado. (laughs) (laughs) Me neither. (laughs) So, you know, I think it's safe to just say, if you have those animals, don't give them avocados and go on to the next one. (laughs) I mean, let's be real. Avocados don't last that long anyway, so. (laughs) Oh, this one's the three C's. Chocolate, coffee, Uh and caffeine. Oh, those are my my three favorite things. These products all contain a substance called methazanthines, and I think I might have pronounced that right, but probably not. But they are found in cacao seeds, the fruit of the plant used to make coffee and in the nut of an extract used in some soda. So when ingested by pets, this substance can cause vomiting, diarrhea, panting, excessive thirst and urination, as well as hyperactivity, abnormal heart rhythm, tremors, seizures, and even death. And we actually had this conversation earlier, but it was a personal conversation, but darker chocolate is more dangerous than milk chocolate. White chocolate has the lowest level of this substance in it, although it's still not something to give your pet. And baking chocolate contains the highest level. Yeah, so when you're baking those Christmas cookies, keep your pups away. Make sure your pups are away, yeah. Another food on here is citrus. Like the stems, leaves, peels, fruits, and seeds of citrus plants can contain varying amounts of citric acid, essential oils that can cause irritation and possibly even central nervous system depression if ingested in significant amounts. Smaller doses can basically just cause a minor stomach upset, but, you know, nobody wants to clean that up. Mm -mm. 
I sure don't. Coconut and coconut oils are another thing not to give them because in small amount, they can't really cause serious harm, but they can probably upset the GI system and cause some loose stools and diarrhea. Coconut water, though, is high in potassium and should not be given to your pet at all. That, when you say coconut oil, it makes me, it just makes me think of people that are like, oh, I put coconut oil on this or I give Mm -hmm. coconut oil to my pet for this. There's not an essential oil for that. Exactly. Grapes and raisins. Yeah. No, just don't. That will give your dog kidney failure. Yep. And I don't care how big your dog is. I've seen a full-grown pit bull almost die because he ate raisins. Oh. Mm Mm-hmm. And let me tell you, that's some expensive care. So don't give them raisins. Don't give them grapes. Macadamia nuts are another thing on here. They can actually cause weakness, depression, vomiting, tremors, and hypothermia in dogs. Interesting. Yeah, the signs usually appear within 12 hours of ingestion and can last approximately 12 to 48 hours. Mm, no. And I, I don't know if you guys know anything about the human the human body systems, but when it comes to milk and dairy, we have an enzyme that breaks down milk in our body when we consume it. Our pets mm-hmm. do not possess any significant amount of lactase, so they cannot digest any kind of milk or dairy substance. So that's really going to cause a lot of digestive upset. Yep. So when you're giving your kitten milk, it really doesn't need it. Why is that even a thing? I have no idea. I have no idea. Mm. But, yeah. Popular culture and pet medicine. Don't mix. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so nuts like almonds, pecans, and walnuts contain a high amount of oils and fats, and they can cause vomiting and diarrhea and potentially pancreatitis in pets. My dog got pancreatitis one time. It's not fun. It's not cheap. It's not. So did uh, Kimber. She has a history of pancreatitis, and it is, it is a Kimber. hot mess. Mm-hmm. She's, she's a hot mess, but yeah. That baby's got all the issues. Mm-hmm. But no, pancreatitis is no joke. So onions, garlic, and chives are another one. So these vegetables and herbs can cause gastrointestinal irritation, and they can lead to red blood cell damage, actually. So although cats yep. are more susceptible to this, dogs are also at risk if they're consumed in a large enough amount. Yeah. Can you elaborate a little bit more on the red blood cell damage? does is it can cause um, what's called hemolytic anemia or Heinz body anemia, which is just a type of red blood cell that happens from ingesting onions. And so what anemia is, is, I mean, if anybody's heard the word anemia, it's a low count of red blood cells. So basically, you know, you're destroying your red blood cells with <laughs> whatever toxin is within onions uh, or garlic or a thigh. Yeah, onions, um, garlics, and chives. So, so yeah. So what what it does is it, it definitely destroys your red blood cell or destroys their red blood cells and makes them incredibly anemic, which can always result in a blood transfusion if it gets too bad. So definitely want to be careful with that. So another thing is raw, undercooked meat, eggs, and bones. Do not give your dog a pea bone. Do not give it a chicken bone. Do not give it any kind of bone. They will splinter. I feel like raw diet might need to be another soapbox because just talking about feeding your dog raw meat just pisses me off. Mm-hmm. Because would you would you eat raw meat? No. No. So, so your dog is going to get just as sick. Exactly. So raw meat and raw eggs can contain bacteria such as salmonella and E. coli that can be harmful to both pets 
and humans. Raw eggs actually contain an enzyme called avidine, and that decreases the absorption of biotin, which is a B vitamin that can lead to skin and coat problems for dogs. So mm-hmm. feeding your pet raw bones may seem like a natural healthy option that might occur if your pet lived in the wild, but they don't because they live in your house. However, this can be Not very so dangerous off. for domestic pets. So domestic pets could even choke on the bones or sustain a grave injury should the bones splinter and become lodged in or puncture your pet's digestive tract. Mm-hmm. A lovely foreign body surgery, which is not cheap. Cotton-o. So another surprising one was like salty snacks and foods. So large of salt can produce excessive thirst in urination or even sodium ion poisoning in pets. So signs that your pet may have eaten too many salty foods include vomiting, diarrhea, depression, tremors, elevated body temperature, seizures, and even death. So in the event of that, we kind of encourage you to avoid feeding heavily salted snacks like potato chips, pretzels, and salted popcorn to your pets. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh. I just envisioned you like, feeding chips to your dog I don't know <laughs> my dog eats oh. chips oh man my dog and this is terrible I shouldn't be admitting this but she loves saltine crackers <laughs> <laughs> so when I eat those she likes to share with me so it's really bad but I didn't know that to be honest salt ion poisoning or whatever you said sodium ion poisoning or sodium ion uh, yeah that's I mean it makes sense but it's, mm-hmm. it's uh interesting Learn something new. So another one is actually xylitol. Xylitol is used as a sweetener in many products, including gum, candy, baked goods, and even toothpaste. So it can cause insulin release in most species, which can lead to liver failure. So the increase in insulin leads to a hypoglycemic or lower blood sugar level. And initial signs of toxicosis include vomiting, lethargy, and a loss of coordination. Signs can progress to seizures, elevated liver enzymes, and liver failure can actually be seen even within a few days. Yeah, and I just want to add that xylitol has been found in peanut butter, so be careful what peanut butter you give to your dog since peanut butter is a safe treat. That's interesting. Yeah. (laughs) Because a lot of places will tell you to give your pets peanut butter to take their medicine. Which, yeah, no, which peanut butter is fine. It's just that there was a lot of certain brands or certain, maybe not brands, but certain ones. I don't know if there's like a light peanut butter or something like that. (laughs) Um, I just always tell people to make sure to just check the back and make sure that that's not one of the ingredients. That's um, definitely a good thing because I didn't know about that. And I'm probably yeah. about to go run in the kitchen as soon as we finish <laughs> recording this episode and <laughs> go see what's in yeah. my peanut butter. <laughs> yeah. It's just not a lot of people think about it. I mean, no. obviously, like it wasn't, there was a time I didn't know. So, yeah, you just got to be careful. No. And whatever you do, don't give your dog gum. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> The last thing on the list is yeast dough. So yeast dough can actually rise and cause gas to accumulate in your pet's digestive system, which can be really painful and cause the stomach to bloat and potentially end up twisting and become a life-threatening issue. Um, The yeast produce ethanol used as a byproduct, and as a dog ingesting raw bread dough, they can become drunk. Yep, fermenting. So the bloat is actually something that I didn't know about until I started in in the vet world. Mm -hmm. But it is, like we just talked about, it is a nasty, nasty illness. It is. And like you said, it is is life-threatening. Like, I'm not talking, you know, possibly. Like, your dog will die. Yeah. 
Like so. you need to get it to the vet now. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Mm-hmm. So please definitely just stick to feeding your dog their dog food for the holiday season and, you know, the rest of the year. It's much better for Fido to eat his puppy food. Yeah. And I don't listen to your dog like mine that looks at me every time she eats like she's bored of her food. I'm sure she is, but I'd rather her be bored than have to deal with vomiting and diarrhea because of her sensitive stomach. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's really just better for them in the long run. Definitely. So enjoy the holidays, but save all the yummy holiday foods for the humans in the household, guys. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Happy holidays. It is Megan from It's a Vet Text Life. I want to take a minute to talk to you guys about something that is a notorious issue around this time of the year. Buzz driving is drunk driving. And if you need to do something to feel okay to drive, you are not okay to drive. Did you know over 10,000 people lost their lives due to impaired driving fatalities in 2017 alone? Enjoying a night out is fine, but if you find yourself oversharing or, as I personally like to call it, word vomiting or taking too many selfies and none of them are turning out that great, if the answer is yes, and you find yourself doing this, then you're noticing your buzzed warning signs. Buzzed warning signs can include over texting, taking all those selfies, and the word vomiting we just mentioned, as well as chugging water to sober up, turning the music down to focus, chewing gum, popping mints, eating snacks to soak up the alcohol, drinking coffee to sober up, splashing water on your face, and I don't really know anybody that does this one, but it is noted that doing jumping jacks is also a warning sign. So, please, you guys, there's no tips. There's no tricks to sober up. The only thing that can sober up a person is time. If you know that you need to sober up, please, your loved ones, whoever that you were worried about getting back to, will be much more glad if you... Be honest with them about your situation, find somewhere safe, and come home to them in the morning. When you spot your buzzed warning sign, please call a cab, a car, or a friend when it's time to go home. Just don't drive. This is a message brought to you by NHTSA, NHTSA, and the Ad Council. Thank you guys so much. Happy Holidays, Merry Christmas, and I really, really hope this helps some of you guys have a safer holiday season thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of it's a vet text life and we really appreciate it and we hope we can reach out and help people through this and educate people as well if you have any questions or if you want to get your thoughts on the show about you know your job what you're going through or a funny story about an animal um please go to anchor.fm backslash it's a vet sex life and leave us a voice message on there or you can go to my instagram it's at Megs, M-E-G-G-S underscore Noel N-O-E-L and leave me a message on there but as mentioned before in previous episodes there are some community rules please be positive and happy and you know 
if you have a sad situation you're working through, that's perfectly fine, and we're here for that, but no negativity, no haters, no room for that. We're here to bring people happiness. And also, don't mention clinics or client names. Yes, confidentiality. Confidentiality. But if you want to reach out to the group itself, Sheena, what's the, yes. hash, the handle? Our handle is not another vet Alright guys, thank you so much for listening and can't wait to do another episode for you guys. Bye.